Thanks for listening to another episode of The Idea Fountain. I'm Julie Pilot in an ongoing effort to feel better, do better, and heal the world. I'm always interested in how to better connect with nature, plants, and foods for homeopathic healing. My dear friend, Julie Hovsepian, has been studying herbal medicine for quite some time. She's been working on farms and taking rigorous choruses and even launched her own business. Of course, I have 10 million questions about it all, but I thought I would save them and share the answers with you. There are three seasons of the Idea Fountain, life-changing conversations available now, and on every single episode, uh, it's filled with tools and perspective from some of the people I admire and treasure most. Thanks so much for listening. I always appreciate you sharing an episode, writing a review on podcast services, and subscribing to the newsletter. All that can be found at juliepilot.co. That's J-U-L-I-E-P-I-L-A-T dot co. Here we go. I-E-E-F-O-U-N-E-A-I-N. This is the Idea Fountain. Life-changing conversations. All right, Julie Ho. Hi, Julie Pilot. It's good. <laughs> I almost, I seriously thought about not telling the story, but just even you saying my name back to back with your name, it makes me, it just makes me laugh and smile because um, Julie and I, met through a mutual friend a long time ago, but maybe six months after that, we went to a conference together. And it was a weird time in our lives because we were both changing jobs. And when you think about meeting people at a conference, you often introduce yourself and then say where you work. (laughs) And so Julie and I, for like four days, walked around and we would meet people and say, hi, I'm Julie and I'm Julie. People would say, where do you work? And we would say, we don't. (laughs) No, they'd be like, where are you from? And you'd say LA and I'd say LA. It was so funny. So we were both Julie from LA to like, I mean, there were 900 people there. It was like hundreds of people every day. And we were like attached at the hip and all the things. So it was hilarious. So everyone knew of us, the Julies from LA as we roamed around. And I actually am really thankful for that time too, because I looked at it as a good warm up for me eventually getting a boyfriend named Julian because the last five years of my life I've been going to events. Hi, I'm Julian. I'm Julie. You know, it's just been a consistent name. So it was a good Wow, I'm honored. I didn't know that part of the story. That's amazing. Yeah. So, okay. Before we dive in deep, I feel like there's so many different rabbit holes we could go in talking to you about herbal medicine today. Um, What really is the number one thing somebody could do, whether it's an herb they should use, something they can incorporate in their life, like everyday people not shopping at Air One, like let's just get the party started. What is like the most powerful suggestion you could say? The most powerful suggestion is that we all likely have tea herbs in our pantry that we've probably had for years and don't even pay attention to, or you'd be shocked at how much grows just naturally in your neighborhood. And I would say using it in a really intentional way medicinally. So meaning 
the, the biggest learning that I got through herbalism was that if you dip uh, you know, a tea bag in your mug of hot water for a minute and pour it out, the medicine isn't coming through. So it's essentially just flavored water. So to, to like really allow the medicinal benefits of chamomile, of mint, of ginger, have it steep. If, you're, if you wanna drink it hot, have it steep for about 10 to even close to 30 minutes, depending on the herb and then drink it. And that's when the medicine is gonna really be working through your body. The other part, which I think goes hand in hand is to be super present and intentional while you're doing it. So I, one of the things I say every time I send herbs out is be really intentional with how you consume it. You know, thank the herbs. It, it, it might be so out of your comfort zone to do this, but like genuinely thank the herbs for how they're supporting you because the power of that healing is so potent if you have that intention and if you have that consciousness around it. So I would say, yeah. And in terms of the local, cause again, this doesn't require money. There's so many local um, farms, gardens and just weeds that are incredibly nourishing. And to just kind of start to cruise around there are a ton of apps that are free that tell you what everything is. And you can just start to see what's in your local neighborhood and what you can start to use. That's a really good reminder. I never steep my tea long enough, but I just had a flashback to going to your house of you making a special concoction and saying, it needs to steep 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And so I need to do that more. Um, I wanna talk about how you got into the herbalism and how you got on the path within a golden state. But first I wanna understand better uh, the different ways that you can take herbs. For me personally, um, part of the reason I'm so interested in this is maybe 10 years ago, I was on a yoga retreat in Mexico and I met this mystical, fabulous woman named Rosanna who was really into essential oils. And she had a giant case of them and she said, close your eyes, your body will know what it needs. And at the time I thought, I don't really need anything. I'm not sick. I don't have allergies, but I closed my eyes and I grabbed orange oil and we looked up what that was for. And it was to help with protection from the sun. Mm -hmm. Well, I am so fair skinned. I can get sunburnt like that. And I started um, getting interested in essential oils. And like you said, being intentional, how do I feel today? What do I need support with in my life? What will make me feel better naturally? And I really, really enjoy them. But it's funny, I think because of maybe how they're sold or the companies that make them, right now, there's a lot of, I think, backlash and eye rolls about essential oils, right? It's become this like suburban pyramid scheme. But it really was a gateway to me to be interested in what I keep saying is plant medicine, right? Things from different right. plants, but you say herbalism. So what's really the difference if you're going to steep a tea for 15 minutes or I grab some lavender essential oil or I just go grab cilantro from my garden and chop it up and put in my salad to there are different tonics like I don't know, will you get us just started in Herbalism 101? Sure. 
So essential oils are these highly potent chemical compounds of plants. So what they're primarily used for is aromatherapy to really awaken your sense of smell and to heal through the sense of smell. So that's why, and again, all of this is, if you allow yourself to be intuitive, like you picking that orange, just by looking at a bunch of bottles, you're always like your body knows what it needs and what it wants. And we take for granted how much of that we could be leading our lives by. So essential oils, I think are, are they, it is a great gateway because it starts you to allow yourself to like open the senses, to start to use it in ways like in baths where you just feel, it makes you just feel good, right? And it's, they're definitely not supposed to be ingested. I would say most of them. And in terms of even putting them on you, most are supposed to be used with a carrier oil. So you, with a little bit of coconut oil or any kind of oil on top of it, because again, they're just so potent for the skin. So that's the thing on essential oils. And um, by the way, yes. I, I mean, you would laugh so hard if you see me, because I will grab like the abundance essential oil and literally just dump it on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Once I was, I don't know what kind of day I was having or what I needed, but I was walking into the office and some guy was by me and he goes, man, who spilled the pine saw? I was like, I think that might be me. <laughs> They definitely work. I mean, you know, you can put them on your temples for headaches or on your belly. Like there, you know, there's a lot, it's, it's extremely potent. And especially in diffusers, that was such a huge thing. I, I feel like a year or two ago, but again, it's like, it's just setting that intention of this makes me feel calm. This makes me feel, you know, whatever it is that you're, it's allowing you to do, or just the smell of it. Just, you know, we're such sensory beings that smell, sense, um, activate memories, right? So it could be something from your childhood that just makes you feel so like nourished and cozy that you want to keep smelling and that's beautiful. Um, so in terms of the herbal medicine, but any of the fresh herbs, if, if they're ones that you find in your garden, you're buying them at the market, the farmer's markets, eating them as food are amazing, amazing ways to consume it. And you do get the medicinal benefits just as well. Um, now the teas versus the tinctures and tonics and all that. So I don't even know what a tincture versus a tonic is. Yeah, I'll tell you. So tea is an infusion of where you put boil, usually it's boiling hot water with the herb. And again, anywhere from 10 minutes to hours, like I make these big infusions first thing in the morning and I let them sit for a good like three, four hours. And then I'll just start sipping them through the day. Um, through herbalism school, we would literally make them overnight. So they'd be really potent. Again, depending on the herb, not all herbs are good for that. And first thing in the morning, you have these herbs and it's what really sets your body straight in terms of how you're starting your day. But with that, it's like just really understanding what the herbs are good for, what do you need them for. Tonics are herbs that tone and strengthen your body. So you're using them regularly to help, for example, the cardiovascular system, your digestive system. So it's not like, oh, I'm having a lot of pain and I need a tonic. That You're using stuff to just keep your body really strong. And so for example, in this, this one that I made today, there's Hawthorne, which is 
Hawthorne leaf and Hawthorne berry are amazing cardiovascular tonics. So they help strengthen the heart and so much having to do with your heart. So, you know, I intuitively just grabbed that today and it felt really good. And so it's just a matter of, you know, what your body feels like it needs. And the tonic is more like a drink, but not a hot tea, right? No, no. it's all, it's the tonic. If you say tonic, it's more of the action. So it's the action of tonifying or strengthening um, your body in a certain way. So there's the infusion that can be a tonic based on the herbs, or there's tinctures, which I'm obsessed with. And so tinctures are more generally used for more acute stuff, right? So these are really, really potent. And I'm pointing at a bottle, which a lot of people can't see if they're um, listening to this, but tinctures are herbs that are infused for a minimum of six weeks, sometimes longer. And they're infused typically in vodka. I like to make mine in glycerin base, which are, or alcohol, I should say, not just vodka. Um, vodka, brandy, depending on, on what you're working with. Um, I love to personally make glycerins because uh, a glycerin is a plant sugar. And to me, they just feel really, really deeply nourishing. And it's what I've been more called to make with my medicine. You can also make them in apple cider vinegar. You can make them in oils. So, but the most common are alcohol-based tinctures. So there are these tinctures that, are, that have these herbs that infuse for a really long time. And through that, the constituents of the plants come out into that medicine. And when you take the drops of it, you're not getting drunk. The alcohol doesn't translate in, in the way that you're, you know, we're used to consuming alcohol. It's just deeply medicinal. You're taking it and for many reasons, it, you know, it's to help you with something specific typically. So if it's something happening with reproductive, if it's something with, you know, your thyroid, whatever it is that you really need support with, um, tinctures are awesome because it's really quick. It's drops that you can take, you know, however many times a day, depending on what you need. You don't have to sit and make a tea. So all herbs come in tincture form also for that reason, for people that don't have the time to make teas, just kind of want to get the medicine that they need and kind of go on with their day. And it's a, it's a great way to just keep your, again, keep your body and your system really functioning in as much of a supported way as it can. So that's interesting because you were holding up the little tincture bottle and it's a small bottle and you take droplets out of it and just put it under your tongue. Now, I got them because you are a huge trusted source for me and you had a couple things available. I knew it'd be good for me, I got them. And uh, I used them, but I don't think I could tell somebody accurately what's in them, what it's good for, I know it just makes me feel better. Could you talk about the two you've been working on, the Rise and Shine and Golden Voice? Yeah, so Rise and Shine was the first one that came through to me to have uh, made publicly. And it's um, Shizandra Berry and Lemon Balm. And the reason these this came through was for it's like uplifting, energizing, and antiviral. Now, these two herbs have a ton of benefits that range from, uh, you know, those, those things specifically, but also, you know, they're both very, very like uh, 
uplifting, like bright, shiny, like they help with, uh, with bringing in that kind of like joy in your day. And they help with lemon balms, amazing for digestion. So it's like this beautiful solar plexus herb. Shizandra is great for sacral. So there's a ton of reproductive benefits. It's also considered an anti-aging herb in, in many ways. It's actually a really big herb in traditional Chinese medicine. So each of these herbs have so many benefits, but for me, the intention behind it was something that you literally use every morning that helps your body just get that little extra push in your day and keeps your immunity in a place that, you know, we kind of wanted to be at this time where it's, it feels supported. So that, that was the, the reason for Rise and Shine. Golden Voice uh, is one that is made with peppermint, thyme, butterfly blue pea, and rose. And what Golden Voice is, is this really incredible infusion that comes together to help with clear communication and speaking your truth. And I love to describe it as soothing the vessel between your heart and your mind, your brain, your crown. So it's just that really great throat support um, where it's allowing you to really tap into your heart when you're speaking. And I, not to have a favorite, but I am obsessed with that one for myself personally. It's like, I can guzzle it down. Um, and then there's another one actually. So there's three and it's called the essential one. And it's all these really beautiful kind of crown chakra herbs that are consciousness shifting. And the, the way that came through was that it's supposed to help you kind of get to the deeper essence of who you are, the truth of who you are. And just, again, taking these herbs, allowing your body just to intentionally weave into that. And that one has like an affirmation that came through with it also. So those are the three right now. I have a few more that I'm kind of working on for uh, public, but I also love to just make custom ones for people. And that's always really fun for me to just see what people need and to get really specific and create tinctures. And if it's something that they need immediately, then I love to have you know, brands that I recommend that I love to just say, go get this now because it's ready and it's available. And, you know, I just want people to feel supported. So it doesn't matter if they get it from me or somewhere else, but as long as they have that herb that's there to really help get them through whatever it is. I have a belief that we could solve a lot of the world's problems if we doubled down and the healers and the guides stepped up, we focus more on culture and community. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people that I think are healers and guides that often either play small or are behind the scenes or say, social media is not for me. Right. They, they don't really seem as accessible. I think that if the you 10 years ago saw you now, you might not recognize yourself, right? For sure. And I think it would be powerful for you to actually share a bit about where you were in life and career and how you got here, because it's a path that I think a lot of people could relate to. Definitely. Uh, it, yes. And actually, specifically for this conversation, based on, you know, how we met through the music industry. So I worked uh, 
in the music industry for 13 years, really, really extensive and super fulfilling career for a very, very long time. And I loved it. I didn't, I couldn't even imagine a world outside of it. And I, and got to work with the most amazing artists and travel the world and like the benefits were insane. And, and working like 24 seven. 24 seven, had zero tools in terms of self-care based on what I know now. And just kind of kept going, going, going because it was fun and it felt good. And it was, you know, and all my friends and it was like a whole thing. And then one day I got let go out of nowhere. And I think it's important to share that because so many people are so fearful of that happening to them that it almost like paralyzes the way that they move through the earth, right? And to me, for me, when that happened, I had no clue where I was gonna end up, but I knew for sure that my time doing what I was doing, where I was doing was ready for a change. I just couldn't have imagined it not being in music because I thought that's all I knew. I thought that that's all I had, you know, my skills were gonna be able to be applicable for. So I wasn't able to have that. And I didn't have somebody in my life that was like, you can do anything, jump into any field. It was kind of, you know, just me trying to figure it out. Or did you? Well, <laughs> one day you got a special phone call. Yes. Yeah, so one of our mutual amazing friends, Anthony Soleil, who manages all these incredible rappers, uh, was like, hey, I want you to go meet this woman. This is when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And he's like, I want you to go meet this woman who's trying to launch a superfood cafe in LA. And I was like, what are you talking about? Literally made no sense to me. And he's like, just go meet with her. And I was like, all right. So I, the first thing is I was kind of open to it, even though it didn't make any sense. And then when I met her, everything she said was speaking to me in this way that nobody in the music industry, like when they were trying to be like, this is how I'm trying to change the industry and like, come work with us. Um, none of it was resonating. And then I go meet with this woman and the whole concept of food as medicine, my, my body just felt like it had this reaction of yes, 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 yes. And again, even though my brain was like, but you don't know what you're doing. You have no idea what you're going to get into. I just took that risk and I just went into it. And little did I know that that one move would change the entire trajectory of my life in every, every way possible. And so long story short is I went from a consulting gig helping this company that did really well in LA for a long time called Beaming launch and then from there started this company with one of my best friends uh with wellness retreats and that was super fun and then from there all these healers kept coming into my life and each one of them kept telling me that I have these abilities I hadn't tapped into and so it was just like the way that this was being kind of like pushed with me just being open and kind of going in, in these directions was so beautiful to see looking back at it. And so I did this energy healing course and I, I was so sure this is what I was gonna be doing and it felt so good. And, and it really started getting me into the roots, 
the healing roots that I knew that this is something that even though I had never thought about it as a kid, I was never one of those people that was like, I, you know, I want to help do like, you know, I'm so feeling the sensitivities of the world. It just wasn't me. It was, I, and, and looking back at it, I couldn't have had that career in music had I been that super sensitive girl. Right. So, so one day I just started to get this intense need to put my hands in the earth. And I was like, this is so weird. Why am I getting this feeling? But it was so like, I have to do it. I have to do it. So I found this farm in Moore Park, this incredible biodynamic organic farm, at, which ended up having this huge documentary called The Biggest Little Farm Made from it, which I had no clue like as I was working there. But I would go by myself a couple times a week and help them in the garden. And it just felt so good for me to be there. And then I think a year, I was doing that for about a year, but just for fun, you know, in the meantime, kind of working on building my other work. And one of my best friends said she just did this herbalism course. And the second she said that, I was like, bing, you know, what, what, tell me more. And again, nothing I had ever thought of in my life before and took the course and that was it like the second i did that it felt like home and again music felt like home to me but i needed that push to show me that that's amazing and that was such an important part of my career because i am now working with all those people in this capacity and the merging of those two worlds for me is literally the the greatest, like cannot explain the heart explosion that comes from working with my music friends or, or anyone in that industry with the healing modality. So all that to say, um, the few things that I think are really important in my story is one, don't feel like you need anything to make sense because when you do that, it limits how big and how far you can go. So I would say that's an important thing for people to remember. Um, and another thing that's really important is it's never too late to start. I really started this at 40 um, in terms of like all the healing work. And, you know, there were so many people in my life that were trying to kind of be like, why don't you go back to music? That's where, you know, you made so much money. It was because for them, it made sense and it felt safe and it felt comfortable. And, but for me and in my bones, I knew that that's not what I was supposed to be doing anymore. So I actually just read this amazing little story from my new herbalism teacher who was like, you know, she, met, she was talking to this 80 some year old man. And he was saying that when he was 60 something, he decided he needed to do this thing that he's been passionate about all his life and didn't get to do. And so at that age, he was like, I'm going to do it against everyone being like, what are you doing? And now he looks back and says, God, it, I'm so grateful that I had 20 years of doing what I love that I chose to do in my 60s. And I think that's so important for people to hear and to remember, because you don't know when you're supposed to be kind of stepping into what you're here to do. And to think that it's only gonna happen when you're young and 
you know, so naive about the world is again, really limiting. So I would say just continue to follow that like spark. And even though there's so much fear, especially during a pandemic of what, you know, what feels safe, what feels comfortable, what should I just do, even though it makes me so unhappy, try to build that courage to follow what it is that's like making you want to you know, get up in the morning or do something or how, you know, like even just volunteering on the side, like you, you know, you've been doing that alone is so huge in terms of allowing that spark to start. If you don't know where it is, just starting to volunteer is just a really epic way to get it going. That's really good advice. One other thing, I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'd be really interested um, to know you're really close with your family. Mm-hmm. And I believe that there was a large portion of the time, maybe still, that your family didn't understand. How did you reconcile that in your life? Yeah, that was a big part of it for me. And, you know, I, I come from an Armenian family, their first generation, you know, I'm first generation in LA. And my parents came when they were really young to LA and, you know, they, they've always been super supportive in terms of like, do what you want as long as, you know, you're doing something, but they really like, once I started getting into the healing space, their brains just couldn't understand it. It was just so left for them. And, you know, it was, it was very challenging and one of the big things that I learned in that time, and it was great advice that I'm actually brought this up to share was you don't necessarily have to start to share these things that you start doing that you're even still trying to figure out until you're rooted in knowing how important this is to you and how beneficial it is. Because if you share in the beginning when you're still very uncertain, people are going to feel that and bring it right back to you and potentially knock you out of it. Now, luckily, my will was enough to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then kind of just like let it go. But it's so, so important to get to that place first of feeling really good about your decision about what you're doing, and then allow people in and, and share it with all the people in your life that are super supportive. I had amazing, I have an incredible friends, you being one of them, who's always, you know, from the second of sharing something that sounds so whiplashy from what I was doing before has, has just been like, that's amazing. And I love that. And, you know, for the most part, I think the reaction from people was, wow, that's so different, but it, actually totally makes sense for you. And it was just cool to hear that. Um, and to come full circle with my dad actually, who was, <laughs> who's just been having the hardest time understanding what I'm doing and was obsessed with my life and career in music because he could share about it with all his friends. Uh, I actually just made him this tincture for this cough that he had. And he called me the other day and was like, Oh my God, I get what you're doing now. He's like, I haven't coughed all day today. And 
for me, that was just uh, such a beautiful confirmation of how far I've come, you know, and not not needing his validation in the work because it's it, I think it's really important to just be able to validate yourself in the when you're doing something like this. But to get that confirmation of keep going, this is, you know, this is definitely the right thing is is important. So. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. I I have a book and I think it's called Nature's Secrets. And right away in the first chapter, there's all these fun facts that are like good party tricks talking about how all the answers in nature are in front of us. Like some of the examples it gives um, is like, I think cauliflower is really good for the brain. And Mm -hmm. a cauliflower actually looks like a brain, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, everybody always says carrots help improve your eyesight. And if you cut a carrot and you look at it, it actually looks at the retina of an an eye. Uh, Is there anything that you've learned that has blown your mind like that, that you just thought was fascinating or interesting or I don't know, where nature just kind of blew you away? Literally, it happens all the time. I feel like there's so much that blows me away. But what you're talking about specifically is actually called uh, the doctrine of signatures. And it's so pervasive in herbalism and you can feel it you're supposed to look at herbs and based on again they they there are herbs that look like brain like um lion's mane actually it's this mushroom that when you look at it you're like oh my god that literally looks like a brain and is is huge for that kind you know for brain support um there are herbs that are um I mean, there's so many, there's so many. I don't even, I can't even think of one very specific one off the top of my head at this moment, but it's it's hugely a part of the herbal world and us being able to go around and look at things and based on, here's another huge one. Based on the color of the flower of, of most of these herbs, it tells you what chakra it's working on. And to me, that is just so cool. So for example, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite herbs is this herb called Damiana. It's mostly in Mexico, has this really beautiful yellow flower. And this flower, one of its main properties is um, it helps with depression, right? So it's so beautiful to look at that and know, okay, that's a solar plexus herb. And for those that don't know what that is, it's, it's part of the energy center of your body. It's it's just below your ribs above your belly button and it's the power center of your body so to be able to look at these herbs and based on their color know that it's helping a certain part is so great Um, another one of my favorites is holy basil which is also known as tulsi it's an amazing adaptogen and just incredible super herb and it has this really cool like long um, it flowers where it's like purple and white really long and it's just so great for the crown chakra, so the top of your head and connecting you to the universe, the cosmos. Uh, so I just love like that part of it to me in terms of like the flower matching the energy center of your body is is a really, really cool trick, I guess. <laughs> I love nature's, that. nature's trick. 
I, I've never heard that. I love that. I'm going to pay so much more attention to that now too. Um, I, we kicked off and you and I just started talking like crazy, which is how all of our hangs tend to go. And we actually have a couple guests hanging out in our fireside chat. Uh, Kat and Stacy. I know Kat threw a question in the chat, but Kat, are you uh, in, a, in a place where you can actually ask Julie Hove yourself? Nope, <laughs> struggling the um, at home multiple uh, Zoom uh, calls going at once. Um, uh, but one of the things that she asked, are there any herbs that are more beneficial consumed raw instead of boiled? Which I think is a really good question because some of the times I feel a little bit defeated. Like um, I have this really good friend, Nomi, who works with crop swap and like a lot of local farms. And she said something to me the other day, like the apples in the grocery store are actually six months old. They've lost all their nutrients. It's just empty calories. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm eating all these apples and there's no nutrients. Is that true? And I've heard people say in the past that you can cook nutrients out of things. Like what's the real deal on that? Um, well, first thing I actually want to say, cause I didn't say this before and it's very important for herbs is to always source organic. If you're gonna go there, it's really, really important, especially with how, you know, in these major cities that we live in, there's so many environmental pollutants. So you wanna go organic every time you can. And even if you're, you know, there are weeds that are, or herbs that are growing in your neighborhood, try not to get the ones that are on a street where a car is driving by every five seconds kind of go take the step to go a little bit further and go into, you know, the little hill or whatever it is that might have that herb that's a little farther back. Um, so in terms of fresh versus uh, infusion or decoction, decoction is actually um, when you boil certain roots. So like ginger root, which is actually a rhizome, but ginger, that that's not something you typically uh, pour boiled water on. So you boil it as a detoxion. So you, you boil it and then let it simmer for, you know, it could simmer for hours, but different herbs like that, that are hard, that are more rooty or more mushroomy are you, you decoct. So you boil them, um, on a stovetop versus the infusion. So I would say, you know, fresh is always, always, always amazing, but yes, it's, you know, if it looks like, it's dying, like it's on the last legs of it, um, then you probably don't want to use that. But again, it's the, I, I genuinely feel like the, the medicine, again, with the intention, these herbs are all spirits. They're live, living, breathing plants, trees, flowers, right? So if you weave in the intention of asking their support, I genuinely feel like they're going to give you what you need at that moment if that's what you have access to. So um, dried versus fresh, I think, again, as long as they're both organic and sourced properly, you can't go wrong. If you have access to fresh, amazing. A lot of people just don't. Um, if you can grow stuff in your backyard, that's in, you know, ideal, obviously, to get to that place where you're, you're taking care of it and you're harvesting it when it's ready and 
um, learning about when it's at its peak, which is usually when it's flowering to be able to take it. So uh, yeah, I use, I mean, I use mostly dried herbs for the infusions that I make just because I don't have access to herbs in bulk just in my neighborhood um, that are fresh, but there are, you know, so for example, this one herb I actually wanted to share, one herb, if anyone could kind of grab something that's gonna really help them at this time. One of my favorites is called passion flower. Do you use this or have you heard of this? I don't think so. I mean, you know, you hear about passion fruit, but I don't think I've ever heard of passion fruit. So it's part of that vine. So it's part of the vine that creates passion fruit that creates these insane looking flowers that literally look like, like alien creatures. They're so cool looking. So the leaves are um, the passion vine, the passion flower vine of the leaves are what's used to you can either boil them fresh, which is amazing, or get the dried version. And passion flower is surprisingly abundant in and around LA or, you know, I don't know, depending on where everyone lives, but it's, it's really cool to, once you kind of see what it looks like to start to see it around. But this, uh, <laughs> Stacey's showing an image of it. Yeah, look how insane that is. So it's not the flower that you're making it with, it's actually the, those really beautiful green leaves around it. So this is an incredible nervine. And what that is, is it really calms your nervous system. So right now, most of our nervous systems have been so level 10 with the fear, with the anxiety, with the elections, with the pandemic. Like there's so much that continues to put people with the vaccine. It's like, there's so much that keeps coming up that has our nervous systems on edge. So I love for people to be supported with these herbs that are just there to help calm your nervous system. And it actually helps really improve sleep. And if you have insomnia, it's actually a great herb for insomnia. It's actually a reproductive tonic, but again, um, yeah, not again. It's a, it's a great reproductive tonic. So it has all these really cool benefits, but I would say it's one of those that for me, like to, to have a cup of passion flower before I go to bed, just at night as you're kind of winding down is just a really great way to, to allow your body to just be like, okay, it's time to slow down and get, and start to restore, start to get the healing that we need to get while we're sleeping. I'm so excited to try it. Um, and you can find it fresh. I highly recommend the the um, fresh is a little bit less bitter than the dried. So just note that if you can find it fresh. Okay. Um, Stacy, did you have anything you wanted to ask? Um, I have both of your tonics. Ah! I have gold and rise and shine. I found out about you from a yoga teacher friend of mine back in like early September, I was at a dinner and she was talking about you and I didn't put two and two together. And then I saw you pull both the bottles and I was like, oh my gosh, and ran to my kitchen to get them. Because my thing is, and I'm ashamed to say, I've only, and I've loved them. I've only used them a few times and I'm like, oh, why am I not experiencing any changes? Because I'm not using them. So that's probably why. Um, 
But I love them, and I just ordered the other one that you were talking about as you were as you were talking the um, essential one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I I have a lot of like inflammation, and I also have a really hard time shutting my brain off going to before I go to sleep. But I'm now like you've inspired me to like go back to these things like and they're beautiful like I was using the golden voice before I would go into the studio to record and it made such a difference um and I I haven't used it in months and I'm gonna I'm gonna start using it right after this I'm very excited um and so excited to hear your journey with it and all that stuff so anyway but my actual question um uh I wanted to know like so if I the the passion flower tea right like is there a specific like brand, do you make some kind of tea or infusion to take before bed? And then also like anything for general inflammation too? Because I feel like those are two things um, that I've struggled with health-wise for many, many years and have been diagnosed with a bunch of different things, but it always comes back to especially inflammation. Um, and I'm like, I, I am a little bit lazy when it comes to uh, taking stuff because I just was over-doctored very early, from an early age. So I got used to Western medicine. Um, so when I got to plant-based medicine and alternative medicine, um, I think I'm so I'm just intrigued to, to look at some different pathways for that and any suggestions uh, that you would have. Yeah. First of all, thank you for buying the tinctures. That's amazing. I love it. Um, and yes, so, you know, to just use them once and be like, wait, I don't feel anything is, you know, it's, it's going to definitely support you if you, my, I always recommend use it every day for a week or two and see how it's affecting your body. And then after that, if your body's like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need it anymore. Great. And you're, again, it's like you, this process, like with everything is, is, should be intuitive where you're listening to your body and what your body needs. And you know, there are certain people that literally are like, I can't, I'm like chugging it because my body wants it so much. And that's great. That means that something in it is filling a deficiency that your body, you know, needs. Right. Um, and then there are other people that might, you know, take it for a few days and be like, I'm good. I, I got my fill. I got what I needed. And it's just about listening to your body with the tinctures. But these are all, um, you know, they're super safe. These two specifically, unless you're pregnant, um, I wouldn't use them if you're pregnant, but so to use these every day is awesome. So just do it for a couple weeks and then see where, where how your body feels, or if you start to Great. feel. Is how there like a shelf life with them? So if like, if I've had them since, I think I, I got the shipment in, I want to say like November or December. Um, and it came with a beauty, if any, I know this is, this is a podcast, but like, I highly recommend everyone buying them. They're like the little, I still have the little note Aww. that you have with them. Um, uh, that has like instructions and a little blessing on it. And so I loved your, your bit about, uh, speaking intention and gratitude towards those herbs as you take them. I thought that was really beautiful. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about doing that. Like, that's such a cool thing. Um, but yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, yeah. No, so in terms of um, where to get passion flower, so again, yes, you can get tinct a tincture of it is great if you don't feel like making yourself a tea. Uh, and there are so many brands like iHerb, um, 
There's so many that I can actually, you know what, Julie, I can send you a few links of some of the companies that sell some tinctures and the brands that I trust and love that I recommend to people. And then maybe you can include it in the show notes so people can have access to it. But again, for me, just make sure it's organic, even with the, you know, with the tinctures. And, um, you know, as long as the company looks legit, but you'd be surprised Etsy has so many amazing vendors that are kind of doing like similar to me, like really intentional herbalists that are creating their medicine and sourcing it really intentionally. So I would just research a little bit, but I'll definitely include some of like the bigger lines that I know and I trust. Um, Anti-inflammation is insanely pervasive. Pretty much everybody's dealing with it on some level. Um, One of the most powerful, powerful, powerful uh, herbs for that is turmeric. And yes, it's been talked about forever, but it's legitimately because it's so good for you. And um, it, that can be taken in so many different ways. Again, fresh in food, you can have it, you can put it in like smoothies even. You can, um, you, know, you can make an incredible golden latte, which is one of my favorites where you put turmeric powder, use some kind of milk base, add some honey, add some cinnamon and a little bit of black pepper, which actually activates the medicine in it. And it's one of the most delicious, comforting, like soothing drinks to have. Um, they also sell it as capsules. So if you kind of just want to take it in that way where you're just, you know, putting it in your body and you know it's going to be helping the inflammation. Um, there are so many other herbs that help with anti-inflammation, but, you know, it, they, a lot of them are very specific to what kind of inflammation. Is it muscle inflammation? Is it digestive? Is it intestinal? So um, I would say for something like this, where it's just, you don't know who's going to be listening, turmeric, turmeric, turmeric. It's, it's just one of those, like, it's been scientifically proven a thousand times. There's so much research behind it. And it's um, pretty readily available to most people. So I would say that. Yeah, and Stacey, it might be worth going back and listening to, um, I also interviewed Martha from and uh, she does Ayurvedic work and she helped me a lot with inflammation. And when I say she helped me, I mean, real Western medical results, testing and numbers, like it just decreased dramatically. And uh, so much of that was what I was removing from my diet even more than what I was adding in. Um, uh, and I dream about the day that Julie Hove and Martha meet in person um, because if you go to Surya Spa, she has just racks and racks and racks of magical herbs from all over the world. So I know I actually love her and we did get to meet at an event that uh-huh. you that you that was honoring you and she's so sweet and I just love like you can tell her products are so pure and so intentional also and I have some friends that have been going to her spa for a long time and are just obsessed. We actually gifted um, some of her oils to a friend for her birthday recently so She's, uh, I do, I cannot wait to be able to go and experience the spa myself, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. 
That's great. Um, thanks so much. What else do you want people to know about what you're doing, how they get in contact with you in a golden state and um, all of that? Yeah. So right now, my main focus is, you know, making these tinctures. I'm also doing herbal consults where I will do a 30 minute phone conversation with somebody, do a bit of an intake and then create or refer, like again, based on what they need, create medicine for them or recommend based on what's available and how quickly they need it. So I'm really excited about those. And my huge thing that I'm super excited about is I'm about to launch this six week program that's going to start um, next month. And it's going to be one of those things where it's gonna continue to be ongoing likely through the end of the year, where it's this really, it feels really unique to me and I'm so excited about it where it's a melding of the herbs with the energy work. And the whole point of it is each week we focus on a specific herb and you learn the benefits of it, the medicinal and the spiritual benefits of each herb, learn how to work with it and then go into this energy meditative healing that's going to really help weave that into your system and each week we learn about a different one and the end of it you're going to have this apothecary of six herbs that you feel like you know about and my goal with all of this is to have people be able to feel comfortable recommending these herbs to help their friends and their family and really feel empowered in supporting yourself through plants and nature versus just having that impulse of reaching for the Tylenol, the Tums, the stuff that we're so used to doing for so long. So it's, it's about learning how to undo that old programming. And I it just, I get really excited to think of how people, you know, it's just like, we can start with a small group that's going to end up spreading and like coming back to the roots of how we're supposed to be healing, right. And how we're supposed to be, you know, our, great, great, great grandparents did it in this way in villages and around the world where you worked with what you had to heal yourself. And it wasn't about, um, and not to say there's like obviously a huge space and need for Western medicine, but the power of these herbs to be able to heal you in a safe and supported way is so massive. So I feel it almost feels like a revolutionary act to be an herbalist in these days because people are so used to, you know, just kind of immediately going to and trusting um, pills, drugs, all that stuff as like the immediate way to like help you versus, you know, taking a little bit extra time and going diving in with the herbs. So that's so awesome. Well, thanks so much. This was really helpful to me. I learned a lot and it, we're all on such a journey, right? And reaching for better health and the more, I guess, self-love we have and the more we can take care of ourselves, the more we can help others like you were, yes. even, right? Like passing on the information. So thanks for spending the time, Julie Hove. And thank you um, so much. I can't wait. I really have like three more questions for you, but I'm going to wrap it up for now and uh, we'll figure out how to sidebar and continue to pass on the information to everybody. And uh, thanks to Kat and Stacy for hanging out too. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you.
Bye. Bye. All right. What a perfect episode as we head towards spring. My mind is already thinking of all the things I want to plant in my garden. You can connect with our guest on Instagram. It's at Julie Hove, J-U-L-I-E-H-O-V. And you can connect with me at The Idea Fountain on Instagram or our website, juliepilot.co. I would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.